Claire, and welcome everybody to season two of Dr. PPR. I'm your host, Henry Markin, that's Dr. PPR, not Dr. Pepper, and definitely not Dr. PP. That would be a very different show with a very different doctor. I'm Dr. PPR, as in points per reception. I specialize in fantasy football healthcare. I am, of course, your expert in that field. Uh, and it's doctor, mind you. None of this nurse shit, okay? I, I, I was getting heckled all last year, you know. Hey, nurse, how's the football show going? No, no, it's doctor, PPR, MD, okay? I worked hard for that. Um, as I said, specialize in fantasy football, primary care for all the newcomers. Uh, I'm here to help you with all of your fantasy football lineup ailments. Uh, I do not exclude people that are in standard leagues, by the way. I, I know the name is Dr. PPR. That's more of a marketing scheme by my, my secretary, but uh, I, I will help you out in standard leagues. Just, you know, just take it easy. I, I, I just cannot deal with standard leagues with over 10 players. Um, you know, if you're playing in a standard league with more than 10 players, uh, my advice would be to seek immediate medical attention from an actual doctor. Um, like, something's wrong with you. Like, my roommate is in a 14-person standard league. Like, PPR was made to enjoy fantasy football and not feel like you have to leave the fringe guys out or, or the, you know, the other guys at the lunch table who contribute to the laugh track. They're not telling any stories. They're the guys that, you know, just make the jokes seem like they're funnier because they're laughing in the background. PPR was made for those guys, right? Well, if you're in a 14-person standard fantasy league i have no advice for you other than to just go to jail right that that's that's my best uh prescription for you um but speaking of drafts we are in draft season uh the best season of the year i think for sports from now until january my office is a revolving door and uh and these episodes will be quick because i have a lot of patience but not a lot of patience <laughs> Uh, I'll go fuck myself. Uh, so 30 minutes is the sweet spot. Yeah, I'm doing the show today. We'll call it a, a preseason draft show. Um, and then I'm doing a show next week before week one. An another sort of 30-minute kind of like set the tone, like well, you know, what's going to happen kind of a show. And then after that, every week it's the same thing. Three live shows a week, an awesome cadence. It's all part of my fantasy football healthcare plan. All insurances, no matter who you have, it's covered. Trust me, I'm a doctor. I want everybody to have universal coverage in my fantasy football healthcare plan because, well, I'm just that kind of a doctor. And also, I need you to listen to my shit so I can pay my actual rent. So, starting next Monday, uh, excuse me, the Monday of week one, we will be doing like every Monday. It's a recap of the weekend. It's a full assessment of it's a full assessment of my diagnosis. In addition to any instances of malpractice, you know, if I was wrong, uh, I'm usually right because, you know, I'm a doctor. Uh, Tuesday, another morning show live. We're going to be devoting that show to all my prescriptions. This is the do's and don'ts, you know. Uh, this is who to start, who to sit, who to pick up off the waivers, who to say ta-ta forever to. Uh, and when I say doctor's orders, I fucking mean doctor's orders. Like, you better do it, otherwise I'm going to beat the shit out of you, right? 
Uh, also, there will be a little sneak preview of the Thursday night matchup. Um, should you have any players or player props you want to cash in on, you know, uh, and that ties into the final episode of each week, the Friday morning show, where it's devoted entirely to my favorite players and games to bet on. Yes, you heard that correctly. I do like to gamble. I'm a doctor, not a cop. Besides, medical school isn't going to pay for itself. <laughs> uh, there you have it. So, as I said, Monday morning show, 9 a.m., Tuesday morning show, 9 a.m., Friday morning show, 9 a.m., all live here on nofilter.net. Also available to listen anytime after the show on Apple Podcasts. You can watch it on YouTube. See me in beautiful form here in, in my prestigious doctor's office. I don't have my degree up here yet because it's, well, it's being printed out. We'll, we'll keep the status on that all year long. And, of course, you will see the best moments from this show available on social media. Why? Because I fucking run No Filter Network social media, so... You can imagine I will throw myself a bone here or there. Also, because why not see fantasy football plugs? Because if I say something, it's going to be fucking correct. I'm a doctor. I'm usually right. But anyways, so lots of doctor content coming your way. I've watched a shit ton of House, Grey's Anatomy, and General Hospital. So in addition to your fantasy football ailments, I can actually also give you, you know, real medical advice, you know, because those shows are based on fact. That's right. I mean, House, Grey's Anatomy, General Hospital, you might as well just watch that before your next big exam. I'm serious. And with that being said, on to the draft. So as I mentioned, we're in draft season right now. And, and this is sort of a, this is a, a, a draft show, but it's not like, don't follow this like the Bible, right? This is kind of, I mean, I know a lot of people are already having their drafts right now. Um, so take this as... An opportunity, if you haven't had your draft, definitely follow this this program a little bit. But this is also sort of preventative care. Like, like if you have your draft and you find that everything you did is something I said not to do, then maybe follow my program as sort of like, all right, we're going to get you on the road to recovery. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you listen to my show, you go do your draft, you can tell me to fucking pound salt, right? I mean, a doctor can do his best, his or her best to say, hey, let's not do cocaine, or let's not drinking drive. Or let's not put the handgun next to the fucking baby carriage or the stroller, right? We can say those things, but it's up to you to not be a dipshit and do something that can cause yourself or someone you love medical harm, right? That, that's sort of the, the, the prevention methods most doctors such as myself can offer. However, if there are things such as, oh, I don't know, experimenting with meth and say drafting Marquise Brown of the Cardinals in the second round, then you're going to be fighting an uphill battle for the entire season, and you will definitely need to be watching my show, and I, I actually have to, I'm legally obligated to follow you around in case you do something really, really dumb. So, on to the draft. Um, like all doctors say, they want you to eat your vegetables, uh, they want you to get plenty of exercise, get eight hours of sleep, um, yeah, as I mentioned, eat your vegetables, get eight hours of sleep, and of course, draft a good running back early. That's right. Eat your vegetables, get your exercise, and draft a good running back early. There's only six elite running backs, good to elite running backs, I should say. And if you draft one of these guys early, that gives you a shit ton of flexibility later on in your draft. But we're capping it off at six. This method is only for these six guys. It's Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, 
Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Tony Pollard. Right, and so you can kind of figure out the order there that of, of importance and priority. So I'd probably go McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, Chubb, Henry, then Pollard. But again, you see any of these guys, you have to take them before a wide receiver unless it's Justin Jefferson. So I'll say that again. If you see any of these six guys, McCaffrey, Eckler, Barkley, Henry, Chubb, and Pollard, it is a doctor's order to take these guys before you draft a wide receiver or a tight end or a quarterback, unless it's Justin Jefferson. Because that man literally defies physics and puts science as we know it in question. I mean, he is the second coming of Megatron, but faster and shiftier and probably more effective for your offense, you know? I mean, you saw him last year, 4th and 18 against the Bills. He's triple covered. Cousins threw a prayer and Jefferson hauled it in with three fingers going down, looking away. I mean, the fantasy player, NFL player, whatever you want to call him, he's defying the very physics of the universe as we know it. That's somebody that trumps all six of these running backs. So you see Justin Jefferson, you happen to be one, two, or three, he's still there, draft him. Otherwise, you are not taking a wide receiver or any skill position player before these six. So why am I saying that? Because this may be a quarterback league, but fantasy success comes from running backs. And, it's tr- and that is true 80% of the time, every time. <laughs> That's a doctor fact. There are only a handful of running backs like these guys that have a ceiling Uh, as high as theirs. I mean, we're talking 25-plus points a week. I mean, that's rushing and receiving yards. Wide receivers can only catch and score. Sometimes Debo Samuel runs it in, and and he's sort of an outlier, but but don't put Debo in this category because he's one of like six tools on the Niners. Wide receivers can only catch and score. Running backs can catch, run, and score. That's a big difference. I mean, at the end of the day, think about this. And I'm not comparing these two players head-to-head. I'm just thinking, think about this philosophy. 18 points from Devontae Adams, who is probably a first-round pick according to ESPN draft rankings. 18 points from Devontae Adams is the same as 18 points from Drake London of the Falcons. But, I'll say that, but you don't have to dust off a first-round pick to get Drake London. You can wait till the fifth or sixth round to get him. Now, obviously, Devontae Adams is way better than Drake London, but the reason I say that is because you can get a couple of stud running backs and then Dra- and then get Drake London uh, without getting Devontae and then some squid. I'm not going to name names because they could all kick my ass, but you know who I'm talking about. Some lower-tier running back who you're going to be thinking about dropping all year or he gets hurt because the shelf life of a running back is like 15 minutes. It's not worth it. There's six guys, six running backs that you have to get if you see them on the board. Doctor's orders, no questions asked. Other than that, you know, it's it's kind of the, the philosophy is kind of what you want to do. You know, are you kind of the, you know, really like riding the waiver wire all year and playing that game. That's something that we could work on. That's definitely something I have in my, in my preventative healthcare plan for you. We could set something up like that, but, um, but yeah, that's my, that's my biggest rule. Like if you see a guy like Cooper cup or Jamar chase or Javante Adams, as I said, 
you're only drafting those guys if those six running backs I mentioned are gone. Um, and, you know, the reason I say that, especially about Jamar Chase, is because as much as I love him on the Bengals, and I think Joe Burrow has every opportunity this year to be the MVP, there's just too many fucking tools in that team, right? There's way too many doctors in that office. The surgeries are probably a fucking nightmare. It's going to get done. The patient's going to come out looking clean as a whistle, but is everybody going to get a touch on that team between T. Higgins, Mixon, Boyd, Jamar Chase, and anybody else that Burrow decides to throw to in perfect fashion? Draft Burrow as your quarterback, but don't get Jamar in the first round unless all six of those running backs are gone. Then you can sort of shift over to that general trend of just stacking up wide receiver. But the philosophy is the same. 18 points from Jamar is the same as 18 points from Tyler Lockett, right? But you didn't get Tyler Lockett in the first round, and if you did, holy shit, we need to assess you for other things going on in your life. Um, okay, that's all I'm going to say about the running back, wide receiver situation, everything else. I'm not going to tell you how to do your draft. I think there's a lot of creative freedom to your draft. I have like these big do's and don'ts, but a lot of it is like, you know, live your life. You know, a doctor can tell you to live your life, follow the simple things, eat your vegetables, get exercise. And then, you know, everything else is kind of like, we'll figure it out, right? But I have a few other big rules that I'm going to mention. One of them is do not draft a quarterback until round four unless his name is Patrick Mahomes, okay? And I say that because Patrick Mahomes is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. He's not just a fantasy hawk. But you're going to love watching him all year. It's just going to make for an incredible experience. It's sort of like a package deal. Um, you know, They won a Super Bowl during a rebuild year, and I'm pretty certain that you know, this same young core of elite talent that Andy Reid and everyone in that front office has sort of hand-picked and you know, somewhat harvested in their basement, one more year of experience is going to do nothing but deadly things with Patrick Mahomes helming the offense, who, by the way, is incredibly durable. I mean, he it, feel, it feels like he broke his ankle in the playoffs last year. He was out for, like, eight minutes. <laughs> uh, like, that guy's not going to get hurt. He takes care of his body. He does these crazy off-season workouts. He strengthens his neck, his flexibility. He's the best quarterback for a reason, and he's also defying injury. So he's the only guy you can draft before round four as your quarterback because he's Patrick fucking Mahomes. Um, and yes, I'm usually not pro deadly combinations as your doctor, as, as someone who has sworn himself to the Hippocratic Oath, I shall do no harm. Harm from Patrick Mahomes is good, especially if I allow it. Okay, that's, that's fine. Um, but I really, I, I, I really don't want you to go after Burrow or Allen or Jalen Hurts, Lamar, or Herbert Fields. These guys can wait till the fourth or fifth round. Like, there, there's no reason. Like, what's the difference between Josh Allen and, and Jalen, Jalen Hurts? Like, obviously a lot in, in the season, but fantasy-wise, they're pretty much the same player, right? They'll get a, a few rushing touchdowns, and I, I, I kind of feel like the cat's out of the bag with Hurts. Like, I, I, I think Justin Fields is a lot more skilled as a runner than Hertz. So defenses are going to struggle with him all year. And if he could figure out the accuracy, I think Justin Fields is a far better fantasy option than Hertz. Cause you know, Hertz is going to get to a point where they're just trying to win games and they're going to slow the ball down and they're going to really have to, you know, pull together some victories in the end. And he might be 
doing peanuts in the last eight minutes of the game, but they're going to be 11-2. and two. I think Justin Fields on the Bears with a, say what you want, mediocre to shitty defense is going to be fighting uphill battles all year long. He could have just as much, maybe better fantasy value than Jalen Hurts, and you don't have to get him early. So, again, you're not drafting a quarterback before round four unless he's Mahomes. You're certainly not drafting any of the guys like Hurts, Allen, Burrow, Lamar. They're not going before four unless, of course, you're in sort of the, the premier spot in the draft. You can snake it. You can go freaking uh, back-to-back, and you get two stud receivers, two stud running backs, and then you can get Lamar with you know right after you draft Chubb. And with your whatever it is, that's different. But assuming you have a run in the mill spot in the draft, like you know, three, four, five, six, seven, that's you're not doing that. You're gonna get screwed. Um, Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Dak, Kirk Cousins, those are all guys you can get in the sixth, seventh, and eighth rounds. You don't have to dust off an early pick for them because it's gonna get real thin in some positions. Like if you don't have your running backs figured out by your fourth or fifth pick you're going to be fighting a shitty battle all year, literally watching the waiver wire like a hawk. Again, we can do that together. I'm just saying there are ways to prevent such things by getting a quarterback who's just as effective in later rounds. Um, So that's my general philosophy about that. Now, there are things I want you to avoid like the plague. I mentioned earlier, we can do our best to not, you know, do things that are not so good for you. Is it okay to have ice cream every day? Probably not, but if you do that, we'll figure it out, right? I would say black tar heroin is sort of a no-no. Like, we really shouldn't do that. There are things you shouldn't do in life and avoid them like the plague. Same thing in fantasy football. If you draft anyone on the Arizona Cardinals, God bless you. <laughs> I mean... Jesus Christ. That team is about to take a 17-week kneel, a punt and kneel on the season as they're taking an approach, the tank for Caleb Williams, who could be the next Patrick Mahomes, but that's a story for season three of Dr. PPR, not this one. I don't see any need to draft James Conner. I mentioned Marquise Brown earlier, Hollywood Brown, as people also know him as. If he's sitting there in round six, seven, that's okay. Like, you could take him then. Assuming that you have the rest of your team figured out, he can sit on your bench. Because he's really, really talented. But right now, if the center snaps the ball in Arizona, no one's going to be there to catch him. They don't have a week one starter. They just cut Colt McCoy, who was, you know, somewhat of a Cinderella story to be starting in the first place. Kyler Murray, of course, is hurt with some fictitious disease that I can't even diagnose. He's just short and very, very not, you know, ready for the contract that he signed, I guess. Um, But yeah, that situation in Arizona is terminal. It's pretty bad. So avoid the Cardinals with extreme prejudice, right? Anyone on the Panthers as well. I would say the Carolina Panthers are almost in that tier. Um, as a doctor, I really can't sign off on Bryce Young playing quarterback in the NFL. It's different when you're playing against college kids. You know, a lot of these guys are 18, 19, 20 years old who are still taking geometry and have a little bit of a 
a youth side to them. We're in the NFL now. They're trained killers. This guy's 12 years old out there playing quarterback. He's going to get hurt. I mean, it's a great message on a Nike commercial that heart wins games. No, I'll tell you what wins games. Not getting fucking hurt wins games. As a doctor, I cannot, with good conscience, allow you to draft anyone on the Panthers unless it's like Adam Thielen in the later rounds of the draft because... You know, everyone else is on autopilot and you're about to draft your second kicker, right? That's okay to get Thielen. Honestly, just let him go to the waivers, right? Well, there's one more team on there that I, I, I would proceed with caution with and in all honesty, just avoid. And that's Washington. I mean, they got a rookie quarterback in Sam Howell. Do we know anything about him other than he was pretty good at North Carolina? There are a lot of guys that are pretty good in college, right? And they just dump every other option at quarterback putting all their eggs in this guy's basket. I don't know why. So they must really like him. Okay. Maybe they're going to be a good team. I mean, their defense is really solid, but they're going to win games like 13 to 10, 16 to 9. Like really scrappy, ugly, scorigami games. And I don't know if you want to dust off, and I, and I say this because there's one player that we everyone's got their eyes on. When you think of Washington, I don't know if you want to use your fourth or fifth round pick on Terry McLaurin. Sorry, Terry, but I would say avoid you. You're a great guy, I'm sure, and an awesome receiver. And you'll probably be wide receiver one over there. But, you know, it's tough, tough business. Not for fantasy. I don't want you on my team. Lastly, one last team to avoid like the plague. Okay, and I say this as a doctor, right, who's just trying to keep his patients and everyone in his life safe. All right, we just want to we want to want to promote longevity here on the podcast. Longevity, right? If you draft someone on the Dolphins, you must understand that as good of a roster that they have, that team is one gust of wind or slip in the shower away for two attack of Iloa that he becomes a vegetable for the rest of his life. This guy was brain dead a couple of different times last year and they're just suiting him up and sending him right back out to the trenches like this is the fucking war right this is crazy me may be cleared to play by some doctor with a degree that you can't see right you're telling me that if he accidentally gets legally sacked and he does gang signs again on the field that the Dolphins are going to be the same team? Of course not. That whole offense depends on Tua's health and safety. There may be protocols that he just falls and takes a knee the second that shit hits the fan, but this is football, guys. I cannot and will not in good conscience allow you to spend high draft picks on any Dolphins players. Yes, I'm talking about Tyreek Hill. Yes, he's a projected first-round pick, but guys, if Tua gets hurt, you got not Tua throwing to him. I don't even want to know who's backing up Tua. It better be somebody. It better be someone of good standing. I, I can't even remember because there was a little bit of noise going on last year. I think guys got traded. Someone wanted to be there. And then, listen, I know that the Dolphins almost beat the Bills last year in the playoffs. That's because they're really well coached. Mike McDaniel's a great coach, and they have really, really good players in that team. But they are not the fantasy powerhouse without Tua. So if Tyreek is there in round two and you have like the, you know, the last pick of the snake draft and it wraps around perfectly. You go, I don't know, Chubb, Tyreek, 
that's different. You can control the draft. And that's a gamble I think I'm willing to invest in, right? But other than that, you are not using your sixth pick overall in the draft on Tyreek Hill because his season could be done week two if Tua goes down. So that's that about the Dolphins. Lastly, um, Jonathan Taylor. Listen, I would say just like don't touch him until like fifth or sixth round in the draft because that's sort of like a, a guy who's a suspended pick. If he ends up being able to play, he'll be good, but he may not get any action for four or five weeks. It may be a year-long battle, and it could be a waste of a pick. So I would say treat him like a suspended DeAndre Hopkins. Like, remember when DeAndre was suspended a couple years ago for steroids or whatever he did? Um, do that. Do not think that he will be ready to play week one because Jim Irsay is a certified lunatic. I mean, doctors around the world are studying how a man that stupid has a power, you know, that, I would say, a position of power that high. Um, power that high is also in question. But that's it. That's it. All I got for the draft, uh, my preseason analysis there again it's going to be like this next week too before the season starts week week one of the nfl is when we're really kicking the gear when we do the whole three shows a week and the regular payment plan this is the time i usually uh reserve for office hours any uh questions emails uh, you want to send to me dms you know follow no filter net on instagram dm asking for dr ppr i will answer them on the show you can also uh of course talk about the comments here guys i mean this is a live show i'm looking at the comments we have some people that are knocking on the door uh how can we trust you doctor when you are in a six-man league that's a great question that is not a true statement i'm actually in multiple leagues over 10 i will leave that i will leave that commenter nameless but i will say that it's in your best interest to see an eye doctor or you know listen more better to conversation. I know that man in my life. You need to listen more. Anybody open to knock? Oh, it looks like we have a, a knock here. Let's see. We're being visited by the man himself, the co-founder of No Filter Network, Joe Manuel. My boss is knocking when hospital administration knocks. You answer. Looks like he's getting loaded in here. Hello. Hello, Dr. PPR. How are you doing today, Mr. Manuel? How may I help you? I, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, lovely to uh, be able to see you. I'm glad you're doing the video visits, too. That's pretty cool. I guess that old COVID Zoom visit thing. Still yeah. Oh, yeah. Abs always, absolutely. Always a pain in the ass to come find you because you keep moving. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm easy to reach. Ask away. How can I help? So first off, uh, Mike White is backing up uh, Tua this mm. year. So if you remember, he had a – you actually recommended that I pick up Mike White last year on waivers, if you recall. That is true. And, uh, that is true. So he is the backup. I don't know. And hopefully, we don't have to go to his bench, but I, I do share your concerns on Tua's health. Uh, you talked a little bit about the importance of running backs, which I mm -hmm. completely agree with. You touched on the JT thing. Um, I was actually doing a little research. My first draft is on Saturday. Um, despite missing the first four weeks, JT is ranked seventh. Um, according to season ADP, they still mm -hmm. expect him to come through. He's on the pup list. He can't play for the first four weeks. He more than likely will get traded. You said don't take him till sixth or seventh round. Do you really think he's going to last that long? 
I don't. Um, and there's a reason why I had my pick best six running backs before any receivers because he's considered that seventh guy. I wanted to make that very clear and specific. Treat him like someone who won't play the season, honestly, and it's a gamble, right? It works out. If he can play, then you're stuck with a, a great running back as your flex uh, on a very lucrative offense, I would say. Something that we aren't talking about is that AR could be the guy in Indy long-term, and he's just wicked talent. He's super raw, but that organization is a dumpster fire, and doctors like what are comfortable, not on fire. That, that, that's fair. I just think he's going to go second or third round. If he's still there in third round, I'll, I'll be really tempted, honestly. If I depending on how I do in the first couple of rounds, to your point. Of course. Right? Like, if he's my third RB by then, you know, if he's still around by third round, I, I, although I don't think he will be. Right, if so somebody drafts next... Jonathan Taylor in the second round, pat him on the back, say, "Have a great season." That's all <laughs> I'd say. Thanks for the contribution. You're yeah. Welcome. So, so the the other question I I had for you are the two guys that the predominant backs that have yet to be signed. Uh, Fournette was the RB12 last year, right? So he, he actually is a steady performer. He's unsigned to this day. Um, interesting to see where the, the rumor mill is going. Yeah. He'll probably be signed today, tomorrow, from what I'm hearing. And then you got um, a guy that I really, really like who was basically playing in um, Cleveland behind Chubb. And of course, yeah. I'm talking about um, Hunt and... You know, if you look at a guy like Kareem Hunt, uh, and if he has the opportunity to be an RB1 somewhere, is he worth taking a look at? Um, and then Fournette, and then I'm, I'm really curious, like, how, how do you see these two unsigned guys? And are you more worried about them eating into the yards of, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott going into New England, right? And so now he, they're going to be obviously sharing mm-hmm. rock up in New England, um, make Stevenson less attractive. Or do you think these guys land as RB1 somewhere? Well, that's a great question. If you look at Kareem Hunt in recent years, he obviously was sharing the rock with my boy Chubb. He acted predominantly as a third down back and sometimes a long receiving back, you know, where Chubb was doing the day-to-day stuff and the one or two yard punch in for touchdowns, first down, second down. Hunt would come in like third and eight and then stay for a few plays if he had a good connection with whoever the hell was throwing to him in Cleveland. Now, I look at Hunt in similar vein to Fournette right now as I do with Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. It looks like that the league is sort of settled all the RB1s are kind of there. I would say every team except Arizona has sort of an idea of who their starters are in every position. And even Arizona kind of knows well, James Connor. Connor. They got Connor. So that kind of that kind of fills that hole. So I honestly would pretty much wait on Fournette. You could draft him in that same area as when you could draft Thielen. You know, the the late round when people are on auto draft, they're going after defense or backing up their kickers. Like, that's a good time to do it. But there's no reason to experiment with Leonard Fournette. If you recall, Leonard Fournette was playing with Brady and a team that was doing what they could to win a Super Bowl. I don't think there's the same stakes this year, even if he joins the Jets, which he won't. There's no team like that this year that you're thinking it's Super Bowl or bust. Now, I say that because any team that joins the Chiefs, excuse me, any player that joins the Chiefs automatically becomes 
uh, a must-see player to have on your lineup because at any given moment, that running back, usually running backs, could be an RB1. I mean, you see what happens with Pacheco, with Jarek McKinnon. They're, they always trade off as the hottest guys in the league. So if anybody goes to the Chiefs, it's the Patrick Mahomes effect. Keep an eye on them. Otherwise, don't sweat it. But I love I love the ambition, though. It's a real... Uh, it's going to be real difficult playing with you in fantasy this year, Joe. I got to say, you're going to make me work for my degree. I just hope, you know, you'll avoid the conflict of interest and still take my question. <laughs> I swore uh, an oath. I swore an oath. So I have know, to. The, 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 <laughs> the Hippocratic no filter hope. Exactly. Yeah, cool. We need to come up with a name for that. All right. My last question for you, Dr. PPR, who is the one running back keeping on the running back theme mm. that is below everybody's radar? that you think could sneak up and you, you could pick this guy up later on, no one's really looking at him, that has the potential of being a, a top 10, maybe even a top five running back. Who are we not? You mentioned your top six. Mm-hmm. Who are we not talking about that could sneak into that top six group that maybe we're not talking enough about? Great question. I am a big Jamal Williams guy. I like Jamal Williams a lot. Obviously, in New Orleans, there's a bit of a situation with Kamara. And it seems like every year there's some new off-season circus event that he's involved with that that has lingering effect on how many games and minutes he can play in the coming season. That's sort of a new trend with him. I can't imagine that's something any coach wants to deal with. Jamal Williams is a gamer, right? He was the touchdown king last year because he got these like one yard two yard gimmies and the, the charity fund for jamal williams was through the roof but you can't deny he's scoring and Derek carr doesn't have Devonte adams anymore he has alave and alave is a great receiver but they're going to rely a lot on the dump offs and i i predict there's going to be a lot of little quick boops and bops here and you know, it's any doctor likes to see that. So it's I, I, I suspect he'll get a ton of PPR stuff. Um, I would say another running back to keep your eye on is actually Stevenson. And you mentioned that Zeke is going to be uh, going to be a presence there. I, I think that that whole team is going to be based about, as you mentioned in your podcast, running and defense. Absolutely. I mean, Mac Jones just got named the guy yeah. and Bailey Zappi got cut, but maybe he's the guy to hand the rock off to four different people. It's probably going to be a running committee over there. They'll probably all have 50 or 60 yards a game and a touchdown at least. They, they are going to run the ball so much. They don't even have a backup quarterback to Mac Jones. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no exactly. Roster. There's no backup. Yeah. You know, obviously they're going to sign someone, but uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I'm just worried about splitting the touches. Like, you know, one guy gets 50, 60% of the, of the rock. I don't, you know, like you're taking snaps away from Stevenson by getting Zeke up there. Right. That's really, so it starts looking a little bit like Dallas did last year. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I kind of like Pollard this year, actually in Dallas. Cause I, he doesn't have that, you know, the, the backup, the, the, the backup. Sure. He'll get 80% of the snaps, right. He won't get yeah. 60 because Zeke's not there anymore. Um, that's, he's kind of like on my radar. Um, and then look, uh, J.K. Dobbins in with with Baltimore coming back the ACL uh, mm-hmm. injury started playing late in the season had a couple hundred yard plus games. What are your thoughts on Dobbins in, in Baltimore? I really like that team. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty fired up about all bets uh, regarding futures with Baltimore. You know, AFC future, Super Bowl future. I think 
getting OBJ is going to help the offense significantly because your whole playbook opens up. So third and three, what are you going to do? You're going to run it. You're going to have Lamar take it. You're going to do a quick fade. I, I love that addition. I don't know if I like JK Dobbins in that tier with, you know, the six guys I mentioned, but definitely like a Stevenson tier for sure. RB two, that could be a great pickup. If you tailor make your draft that you get a, Running back one, one of you know one of the six guys, the sinister six, get a great receiver. Then you get Dobbins, or you get Stevenson. Uh, you're you're in luck. I mean, you have so much flexibility to go wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. Next three picks, yeah, you're gonna be a great hand. It opens it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, doctor. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate uh, the advice. I look forward to a fun season. Can't believe football starting soon. So isn't it great? Uh, so we'll catch great. you next week on, uh, on your next show. I'll awesome. And for all the listeners, this is Joe Manuel, who has a great Thursday show, Pepe's Parlay. And it is, uh, guys, I'm, I'm going to say, if you need help paying your rent, this is a, is a great outlet to tune in. He had a little bit of a rough start last week, but, hey, any, any good franchise starts yeah. off tough. Week zero. Week zero. Who cares? Who gives a shit? It doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, we, we want to make sure you get a little pocket money, pay for your rent, or some of that black tar heroin you're talking about. Doctor. Right, yeah. That's cheap now, I hear. So you're in good hands. All right. Cheers, Take man. it easy. And for everybody else that is still on the program here, thank you for listening. This has been a delight. I'm so fucking fired up that football is back. Um, there's nobody more excited in the medical field than me. Well, most doctors are fearing for their job security and that they're going to have to actually do something for a living during the football season, such as save a life. I get to help you with your fantasy football lineups. It's the best type of medical science there is. It is a science. Don't worry. The degree is coming up. It'll be up there soon. We just got to wait for it. To... So on that note, Folks, thank you for tuning in to Dr. PPR. I am Henry Markin, of course, your host. That's Dr. PPR, not Dr. Pepper, and definitely not Dr. PP. That would be a very different show with a very different doctor. I work in fantasy. Stay tuned. Soon we have, as I mentioned, this is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, uh, clips on social media. We're going to do another show next week. And then ultimately get to our three shows a week cadence where it's all live every morning. Excuse me, the days I do it. Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, 9 a.m. on No Filter Network. And I'm trying to figure out how to end the show. Just running on. It's like a heartbeat that's boop, 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 whatever. Um, Stay tuned. We'll see you around. And uh, have a great draft.